What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Lex P. And it's your girl, Dre Nicole. And you are tuned in to another episode of Poor Minds. Where a drunk mind speaks sober thoughts. And we got a guest today. We got, got a guest, guest today. today. Okay, yeah. okay. Man, let's go. So, you know what? We love a good businessman. Mm -hmm. yeah. A producer. Yeah. One of your favorite artists. Yeah, so, we got Chase in the building today. Hey, thank we're you here, so much here. for coming. I'm honored. I'm yeah. honored. It's an honor. Yes, thank you for being here. So give a proper introduction. Let the people know who you are mm -hmm. and everything you got going on because it's a long list. Man, Chasing Cash, you know, known for being a music producer, known for being a music artist now mm -hmm. on the business side of things. Camp by Respect brand, uh, brand owner, creative director, also partner in the store in Nashville, the Trenches Gallery, which y'all were. Yes, lit. We Pop up blessed shop. to have y'all come it was through lit. there. And we you got lit. We had a good time. We had a great time. So I appreciate y'all for that. Of and, um, course. Overall, you know, just trying to grow with the times, man. Been in the uh, business since 17, you know, going on 35 now. Okay. And uh, just trying to take it to another level with it, you know, helping the younger generation learn about business. And then at the same time, anything else I can learn, you know. Right. Man? Keeping that on my plate as well. Right. But, um, you know, globe trotter, you know, always mm -hmm. moving around. A but traveler. More importantly, you know what I mean? Um, I feel like we in a great time for black business. And, mm. you know, my main thing is for always sure. trying to keep raising the bar, man. Mm -hmm. Keep right. pushing it. So where are you originally from? I'm from New Orleans. New Born Orleans. Raised, raised. I'm from the west side, the side that don't get that much respect, but we starting to get it now. Oh, now, yeah, we talked I, about this before. Yeah. Why is that? Man, look. <laughs> You know how they talk about Atlanta, like the north side, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's how Houston is. Right. Yeah, you know, you got the certain parts of the city, <laughs> mm -hmm. but, you know, uh, we, we starting to have a couple of people come from the west side that's, you know, being able to do their thing. It's called the West Bank. That's yeah. what we call it down there. Mm -hmm. I so, had a boyfriend in high school. He was from the West Bank. Oh, he was always stated, he like, a Katrina baby. Was he got to be a Katrina <laughs> baby. Yeah, he came, he came to Houston during the Katrina. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, we. so, you know, from the West Bank. Uh, got family all over the city, though, you know, but... Um, everywhere I go, I try to keep New Orleans with me, man. You know, that's something that's embedded in you. It don't matter how far right. you go. You know, you Boy, can't get away from, from it. people from New Orleans do not let you forget that they from not New at Orleans. All. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... You know, you put me in a room with them. I, right now, I guess I'm sounding more proper. Yeah. But That's what I was like, where your accent is? I lost it over head, time. Nah, but if you put if you put a couple <laughs> people in here, you put a couple of them in here, you know what I mean? It'll come out It's going to come out. Right. Yeah, yeah, Look, yeah. we're going to get them on that tequila later. We're going to yeah. hear it. We're going to hear it. We're going to hear it. Cool, was that? You heard me? All that. That's what we try to Look, I'm from Orange, Texas, so I'm super country. Like, I'm on the border of Louisiana and Texas, so it's like... I love everything country, so I loved going to New Orleans. Like that was like a big trip to me when uh -huh. I was growing up. Like if we went to New Orleans, baby, you had money, you was finna have a good time. No, that's a fact. Mm -hmm. I yes. mean, I'm half and half. You know, uh, now in New Orleans, we don't consider New Orleans country, but I think you know people who are from the South. We look, mm -hmm. they, they, we kind of group the South together. Yeah, as a family. yeah, we definitely do. Um, we look at Br and Lafayette and all the yeah, outside. That's, country. Oh, that's country. That's you know country. I mean? So, and my people from Mississippi originally. You know okay. what I mean? My mom from the Gulf Coast and my dad is from a small town up near Oxford in Memphis, not far oh, from there. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's country. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I actually got a farm in my family. You feel me? And really? they, they country as hell. That's yeah, they wild. Country. So in New Orleans, we're a little bit of both. You know what I mean? Because your ancestors come from mm -hmm. uh, all over the place. You know what I mean? But New Orleans is 
New Yorkish in its own way. You know right. what I mean? Where you got people from the projects and all that different type of shit. And mm-hmm. people very, very territorial in New Orleans. You know what I mean? If you've been there, you're familiar with Uptown, Downtown, Third Ward, Seventh mm-hmm. Ward, Ninth Ward, everybody repping where they from. But um, that pride, you know what I mean, that we have and where we from, you know what I mean? I always try to keep that with me. Because it's such a unique place, you know, just like New York. Like, I yeah. feel like New Orleans is a very unique place. There's nowhere else that you're going to go in the United States that will remind you of this. That's season. a fact, especially with it being black, you yeah. know. Um, um, y'all, y'all be in Atlanta. You know, yeah. I grew up at, so how you said with New Orleans, that's what Atlanta was to us. You okay. know what I mean? When you young and you going to Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know, you New was Orleans. Doing something. Yeah, because New Orleans <laughs> yeah. is so diverse. You know what I mean? Right. As much it's as like it's predominantly black, it is yeah. a melting pot. Mm-hmm. You know, we got Vietnamese, Arabs, all these different people down there. Right. But, my, we would go to Atlanta and go to the underground mall. That shit oh, yeah. used to be like... It was like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the move back then, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And my parents used Atlanta to like educate me on my blackness, took me to the Martin Luther King spot, you uh-huh. know what I mean? All those different things. And um, that was where I felt like the first time I really got to see black people mm. everywhere doing everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so you was there woke was, as a kid because yeah. I ain't know. I wasn't woke. I wasn't woke. But for sure, my parents, my parents was definitely, you know what I mean, trying to instill in me, you right, know, right. my blackness and, and understanding what that is mm-hmm. at a higher level. So I commend them for that. You feel me? But definitely wasn't nowhere near woke at all. Yeah. We listened to the hot boys. We listened to, <laughs> he took me to his crib. Hey, Come on, man. All that. Hey, nowhere near woke. Yeah, New Orleans has great music, great music, great food. I used to love going to New Orleans like as a kid. Yes, I used it to was go there all the time because I have family from Louisiana, so mm-hmm. we used to so, always man. be out there. Y'all did a poor minds out there yet? Not we haven't, yet. but we really man, want. Come a lot on, of people, what we gotta do? They gotta I'm be in this fight for sure. Do. But they have been asking, like mm-hmm. the New Orleans girls. You know, we paying attention. You know, we see y'all. We yeah. definitely gonna come, come for sure. Man, yeah. Come pull up, man. So I do want to talk about that today because I feel like us being in this space now being business owners like Mm -hmm. you know we're a little late to the game you know like I just turned 33 Dre is 31 and Mm -hmm. we're just now you know getting in business but you said you know you were 17 and that's when you kind of have you ever had a job not being funny yeah yeah so the only job I've ever had was working at Foot Locker I mean when people (laughs) say you worked there I worked there from like 15 to when I graduated okay that's Um, what I'm saying like I knew it I could tell because most of the time when people talk about they been doing business they've mm -hmm. never had a job and you know what my parents were like my parents were big on like my dad used to tell me you know uh if you're gonna live in this house you gotta get a job you gotta make your way you know what i mean (laughs) if you're gonna stay here um i didn't really show signs of going to school because once i got interested in music Mm. um i pretty much was putting all my time towards that so i think my parents were just trying to prepare me for like whatever my plan b was because i think they saw that i wanted to do music right right but coming from new orleans there wasn't really no path of like Mm -hmm. how you gonna make it as a producer all the only thing i knew was master p and cash money right you feel me but we didn't i didn't have no direct connection to them at the time Mm -hmm. Uh, me and spitter from like kind of like the same group same range he was like a little bit before me Mm -hmm. so i saw people who was doing the music but i wanted to take it to what i thought was a commercial level because i grew up wanting to be like timbaland and the neptunes and missy elliott and all that type and we didn't have that type of music in the city you know we had bounce artists and Mm -hmm. as much as i love bounce that's not the music that i wanted to make right okay so um my parents used to tell me my dad used to be like you're gonna have to get a trade or you're gonna have to get this and that to me was like okay if i'm gonna take a job it got to be something i like and fashion and sneakers was always something I was into mm-hmm, as a kid. Mm-hmm. So um, a girl I was in school with, one of my homegirls, Carmen, she used to see me coming to school all the time with different shoes on. So you was you like that freshman yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we wore uniforms. <laughs> yeah, no, we wore uniforms. So okay. shoes, shoes what, and your hairstyle yeah. was like the way you express yourself. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. So 
Carmen came to me one day in class and she was like, we got a job. I, we got an opening at my job if mm -hmm. you want to come apply. So I was like, yeah, I went and did it just because I was cool with her. Mm -hmm. I ended up getting a part time job. And when I went in there, I fell in love with it, man. Yeah. Seeing all the sneakers mm -hmm. early and seeing all the yeah. clothes early. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then the real shit hit me when you had the clothes and you had to mm -hmm. do all the stock and the inventory. But it was something about being next to something I like. It made the parts of the job that I didn't like bearable. Right. So once I got into music, you know what I mean? I kind of took like the same route. You mm -hmm. feel me? I always wanted to learn about the business. Right. Now, I actually got my first opportunity in music in Atlanta. That's how mm -hmm. I got oh, really? to Atlanta. So I was signed to Polo to Don oh, wow. back in the day. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And me and my boy Hit Boy, we were producers for Zone 4. So we working with Rich Boy, Carrie Hilson, mm -hmm. all these people at the time. So but Polo was also somebody who instilled... You know, learning the business, you know what I mean? And doing business with your people. And, right. you know, I think I had a, a, a good set of mentors that was able to show me, like, this is possible. But mm -hmm. don't just come into this blindly just trying to do the creative side of right. it. You know what I mean? Also be able to learn how to start your own brand, start your own label. Mm -hmm. And then Atlanta, it was all around at the time. You know, this is the time Jeezy really popping, Akon yeah, really popping. Yeah, this is when Atlanta had like, they right. was on, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they was doing a lot of things that was in the pop world. See, mm -hmm. right now it's kind of, it's trapped out. You yeah, feel me? Thanks. But this was like... After the trap of like T.I. and Jeezy, this is when they really started to get big. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I remember the biggest song at the time was I Put On. You feel mm -hmm. me? And Kanye was coming down there. So you really started seeing people from L.A. and New York coming right. to Atlanta and starting to see like, oh, this just ain't a place that that's just Southern. You know what right, I mean? This right. is a place where you can actually come and get your business off right. and connect with people. So... You know, a good friend of mine, Dallas Martin, was working and interning at the time. So I got to be around a lot of dudes who, and a lot of people who also came down there for school mm -hmm. who kind of had more of like a, a, a stronger outlook that I had because I didn't go to college. But I was mm -hmm. seeing all these college people who was graduating and, and going into, you know, promoting clubs, you know mm, what I mean? Yeah, all that different type that. of shit back then, you know what I mean? I think everybody promoted, was yeah, a party yeah, promoter. Yeah, yeah, everybody point. was promoting, <laughs> Asia House, you feel yeah. me? You, you name it, you know what uh -huh. I mean? So that time right there was very, very pivotal to my growth of being like a black entrepreneur because mm. there were so many people doing it. Right. And not only that, they had the relationships because they knew each other. Because mm -hmm. coming from New Orleans, we know each other, but it's kind of you kind of stick to your own people because it's more family. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, people knew each other from being alumni mm -hmm. and all this shit. So they was just quickly going it's in business with each other. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So that, that opened my eyes to it. And like you said, you know, I think... Um, Better late than never in getting right. in business. You right. know what I mean? Sometimes you could jump into the business so early where you don't know anything mm -hmm. and you get taken advantage of. You know what I mean? I think the best thing with y'all getting into it now is, you know, you, you partnered up with people such as, you know, the 85 South guys mm -hmm. and Chad. You know, these people who've had these experiences with working with OGs in the game mm -hmm. like Nick and, and, and you know, Steve, Steve and yeah. all that. So I think that's the best thing that we can do. We can, we can jump out on faith. But at the same time, we need to align ourselves with people that we can learn from. And that's where I'm at, where I'm at. I wouldn't be nowhere right. without being in alignment. But you I think a lot for you wrote for a lot of people. A lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you wrote for Drake, Dom Kennedy. I ain't write for him. I made beats well, for him. Yeah, you know, yeah, rappers, yeah, yeah, you gonna give yeah, me a job. You can't say that. Right. <laughs> you be like, my dad. My dad writes for writers over here. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, you definitely work for him. Yeah, yeah, so like, yeah. who is your favorite person to work with that you work with? So I would far? say uh, my favorite person to work with for sure has to be Hit Boy over the things that we accomplished mm -hmm. together. You know, he did niggas in Paris. I got yeah. to witness a lot of his success. We made history together uh, working with 
uh, Wayne and Eminem. So mm-hmm. Wayne is definitely high on my list because a yeah, hometown of hero. Of course, and he's just one of the greatest. So I know working with him was kind of like a full circle yeah. moment. Yeah, for completely you, for coming sure. from New Orleans, what? Yeah. especially at that time yeah. because he you was. Grew up listening yeah, to him. yeah, you grew up listening to him and. You know, Wayne has had different chapters of his life. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I got to grow and experience all mm-hmm. of them. But to be able to produce a record that made history and, you know, right. being with somebody like Eminem, who's also like part of the culture, but kind of counterculture as well. Right. That's mm-hmm. huge to white people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, doing a Drake record. But I enjoy all of the people, not even the sound like I can't pick one. But right. I would definitely say if I had to pick, it would be Wayne just being from okay. the world. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So going back to the business, I want to say this because, you know, when you were telling that story of like you having your job and then you going to Atlanta, one thing I noticed, like you didn't say nothing about money. But I think that's important, too, because I feel like a lot of times where black people kind of mess up as they're we're just chasing, chasing the money, money. Yeah, we're chasing yeah, yeah. the money. Yeah. And it's like you find yourself doing things that you don't like, mm-hmm. that you're not passionate about. You're not even really trying to learn about the business. Yep. You're just chasing a dollar. So I think we need to spread that education as well. Like, it's so important to know what kind of contracts you're signing, yeah. you know, what kind of people that you're working with, doing research on whatever product you're trying to right. sell or whatever it is. Because it's like, if you've never had, you know, interest in fashion, why are you trying to start a store? Yeah. Just because you see her sell- has a store or he has a store and that's what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. You got to play your role. You know what I mean? My thing, I was more worried about a role and, and being a part of something than mm-hmm. the money. Mm-hmm. I, I don't come from money. You know yeah. what I mean? Right, right, so right. I made it that far without it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And right. it wasn't like that wasn't my intention to get it. My intention was definitely to get it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think growing up in the 90s, you know, a lot of people preach to us, you know, be great. Be like Mike. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. You grew up seeing that. You know what I mean? It ain't say get rich like Mike. It said be like Mike. Mm-hmm. You know we always I mean? thought that was the only way out, like to play sports or become yeah, a rapper. Yeah, right. yeah, and yeah. And coming from sports, if, you, if you're not good, you're not going to make yeah, it. So okay. I always try to keep that instead of like a... A privilege or entitlement mm-hmm. that I, I, I do see comes with entertainment. You know what I mean? Because right. there are things that don't play in the sports that play in the entertainment. Having a look, having swag, having mm-hmm. you know personality mm-hmm. and all these different things, and that's the extras that make you a star in sports. Right, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. But with entertainment, you know what I mean? Somebody could look good, and you know people come to you with their own agenda mm-hmm. of what they want to do with you. So I think I also stayed true to my agenda, and it was just really to be good at music first. You know what I mean? I didn't always dress good. You know, I knew what I wanted to wear. But mm-hmm. I couldn't afford Gucci right. and Louis and all that. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta wear BBC. You yeah. know, you gotta wear ice cream. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I took the steps and I took the whole journey that came mm-hmm. with it. But you know, the the money when it came in, you know, I blew it the first time around. Oh, you know really? what I mean? I learned about taxes yeah. and getting jammed up and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the steps that you have to take. I don't wish that on nobody to, to end up in those positions. But mm-hmm. you know, there's something. There's a learning experience about doing it like that you know what I mean right. I think there's more than enough information out there now to where if you come in the game and you make your first 50,000 you can find somebody to educate you on what right, to do with right. it there yep. wasn't that, they wasn't them type of people around me at that time mm-hmm. you know what I mean people assumed you knew what you knew because your talent got you this far. Right. You know what I mean? And then you had attorneys that you relied on. Mm-hmm. And, man, you come in the game at 17, 18, 19 years old, people treat you like a child. You know, they withhold information right. from you. Right, you know what right. I mean? Because they Cause feel they like trying they're trying to, to take care too. of you. Right. Yeah, at the same mm-hmm. time. You know what I mean? So I think that money should be a goal. It shouldn't be your intention. Course, you know right. what I mean? You should, like, how I'm sitting there speaking now, 
I sat in the room quiet, man, in the room with Pharrell, in the room with plenty of other legends in the game, mm -hmm. and just sat there and was just like, man, I can't believe I'm here. Right. Like, plenty of times being around Puffy and he ranting, and I'm just sitting up here yeah. soaking it in, you know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Until I got to my ch ch uh, chapter now where late 20s, early 30s, okay, now I can get a game back to the young dudes right. and shit like that. But right. I never tried to jump the gun, you know what I mean? I see a lot of people now. That internet and that camera, man, it make people want to skip steps. Right. You feel me? And just jump out the window and they don't want to be second or third mm -hmm. to somebody who's number one. But I sat there. I sat around Drake, J. Cole, mm -hmm. Kendrick, ASAP Rocky, you name it, and mm -hmm. watched all of these dudes. And then at the same time, played a part in their growth. Right. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So when you get to learn and you get to be a part of the process, mm -hmm. there comes a time. I call myself a late bloomer in the game because... You got some guys that got clear-cut talent. Right, like Drake right. is just a clear-cut right. talent. Yeah. Kendrick, J. Cole, clear-cut mm -hmm. talent. Yeah. And sometimes you got to play them dudes close so you can learn the game. You right, know what I mean? Right, and right. I met a lot of people through them. And then I feel like in this stage of where I'm at being somewhat of a late bloomer, even though I've, I got a great resume, mm -hmm. I feel like it's played into my true purpose of what I want to do now, which right. is be on the business side of things. Right. You feel me? And getting be, being able to do management, you know what I mean? Being able to jump into sports and mm. also wear multiple hats. Because right. when I came in, I just wanted to make beats. I wasn't trying to do too much, mm -hmm. you feel me? And then once I got good on the beats, it was like, okay, they, they rocking with me on that. Now I can start something. showing them mm -hmm. I can rap, you know what I mean? Then they rocking with me on that. Now I can show them I can make clothes. But right. it wasn't... Yo, take this Damn, beat nigga, in a shirt. what don't you do? That's what them <laughs> niggas, they do everything. Hustle man. Hustle man. But we talk about that all the time yeah. on the show, how we just feel like this generation, like everybody just want to be famous. That's yes. Like people don't really want to get money mm. and That's be rich. They just want to be famous. They just want to be known and want, want people to know their names and stuff like that. And I feel like it's very important to have passion with what you're doing. Because if you don't have no passion, it's not going to, you're not going to have any longevity but in whatever field you're trying like, to be in. Whatever you're doing, if you're passionate about it and you like studying and you're good at it, the money gonna come. That's, That's true. I feel like when we started yeah. this show, like, you know, we weren't sure where it was gonna go, but money was really never like the forefront of everything. We knew it was gonna come eventually. We knew it was gonna but, come yeah, eventually, but we weren't like, we it wasn't like the forefront of like, okay, well, mm -hmm. we gotta make this amount of money. Well, we're not doing this if th this is not getting paid right. and this and that. It was just like, man, let's just create this content and have somewhere where black people can watch and have a good time, especially mm -hmm. black women. You know what I'm saying? Y'all mentioned passion, but I think what you just said on the last sentence was a purpose. Mm, yes. Who y'all doing it for? Right. It's funny. Right, I was just talking right. to my man yesterday. We just recently watched the little baby documentary, mm. and there's a scene in there where you know they trying they telling them not to do the Grammys because they feel like it was a slap mm -hmm. in the face because they ain't giving them nomination. Right. Mm. And baby know his purpose. He just right. like man, I got guys in jail that need to see this. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? He could have took it a whole different way and been right, like, nah, right, right. They, don't, they don't respect me and this and that. But just knowing who you do it for. I feel like mm -hmm. will also keep you rooted in being able to grow. Because yeah. when you give that up and you start trying to please the people that you never tried to please yep. just because you're trying to get a bag, right. that's where it really, really goes wrong. Right. So that's what it was with me too, man. My purpose was always like, man, I got people back home in New Orleans who probably don't think this is possible, mm -hmm. but when they see me doing it, I'm going to be able to translate it to them and let them know, okay, this can this can happen for you. You know what I mean? So right. always have both, your passion and your purpose. And then after that paper, you feel me? Have a good team around you. Y'all are a team. Very you know, make sure you can get a team, man. Because getting that money and being on your own, it don't even... Kevin Hart said it. It don't feel as good getting mm -hmm. money by yourself. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it'd be cool at first, but... Yep. You know what I mean? When you start having these things roll in, like taxes and all this type of shit, that shit can be a burden on your brain, man. Because right. 
if you don't understand it, it can intimidate you, and then mm-hmm. you can really make the wrong decision Facts. that'll set you back. Instead of right. being able to have somebody that's like, look, you got this money, you got to put 70% over here and then keep 30% of yourself. Yeah, that's, well, that's stuff that, that we've been learning to. That's like, that we, yeah, and I feel like, you know, we were very fortunate coming into this situation, you know, working with 85 because, like, Chad always was big on, like, telling us, okay, y'all getting these checks, don't spend all y'all mm-hmm. money. Make sure every time y'all get a check, y'all put 10%, 20% to the side. And shout out to Ash, because we have a and very good... And shout out to Ash, too, because Ash is our accountant. Very and, good. Yeah, they just be Black on Black accounts for yeah. the win. Let's period, go. Period. Let's go. Yes, and they just be on our ass about stuff like that. But I feel like, you know, it's a good thing because then when it's time to pay your taxes, you don't have to scramble and wonder where you're about to get this money from because you blew it all. Right. But speaking of blowing it all, because you did say that earlier, you said you blew through it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I I want to know, because we have a lot of young listeners and I feel like. I just, you know, like I said, we are in a new space as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, I don't want us to be like three, four years from now, like, damn, Dre, we blew through that money. Right. You know what I'm saying? So this is also a learning opportunity for us as well. So mm-hmm. I, I got it you back through, through ownership, it, yeah. man. Um, you know, this is y'all show. Y'all have equity in this. You know, in the songs I produce, I have equity in them. So, mm-hmm. you know, when the royalty started kicking in, at that time, you know, in music, it works like this. You make a record, you don't get paid from it until a year later. Oh, now, you, okay. get a, you get advances. So right. I was getting paid, like, good advances, 15, 20, 25,000 for a beat. But once the record mm. was selling, you don't get the you don't get the bigger money until mm-hmm. after that. So mm. it took like the first it took like the first couple years where, you know, I kind of blew it all. And then once the royalty started coming in and, you know, just a couple more years in the game and being mm-hmm. surrounded by the right people, I just had to hold off. You know what I mean? Um, you learn about not living past your means. Yeah. That's really that's, what it is. Yeah, you know, we talk like about that a lot. you want the crib that's five thousand because it's dope. It got the ill stairwell and the pool. But right now you gotta live in the eighteen hundred, two thousand yeah. dollar house right now. You <laughs> know what I mean? So I think that's really what allowed me to get it back. Was like, what are my means right now? And, and really listing what did, what was the most important to me. What was most important back then was being able to travel anytime I needed to to get mm. to an opportunity, mm-hmm. being able to get back home to family anytime right. I needed to, mm-hmm. being able to get equipment, the things that kept me working, right. you know right. what I mean, and occasionally get fresh, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, because you got a little different things Hustle coming. Hustle man gonna put that shit on. <laughs> nah, you know That's what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hustle man. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what I mean, it, once I, because at, at first it was, you know, you come in the game, you seeing all these dudes, man, I'm seeing everybody, they pulling up crazy whips, you yeah. know, they pulling up crazy fits. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I gotta go get me three Gucci belts off right, the whip. Right, right. You gotta start with one. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna ever <laughs> right. tell you not to get one, but you get go, you one. yeah, you go wrong, you know the yeah. saying, if you can't buy it three times, then don't buy yeah, it, you facts. know what I mean, or two times, don't buy it. Mm-hmm. So I had to really learn that, you know what I mean? The first time I remember going in the uh, FIPS, I was like, oh, I'm about to blow it all. And oh, I did. And I did it for my homies, too. So, you know, it's a lot of that also. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to know who you're trying to impress. Mm. If you're going to look out for your homies, then, you know, you got to do that to a certain limit so you don't right. overextend yourself. Because at the end of the day, when the money dry up and they wasn't a part of it, it's on you to get it back. Mm-hmm. Now, I just was blessed to be around Hit Boy and a bunch of other guys that was talented. Mm-hmm. So it kept me around opportunity. Right. You know, if Hit Boy got an opportunity, I got one. If I got one, then he got one. Mm-hmm. So that goes back to also being in a team and having the mm-hmm. right people around you. So That's you have great. a lot of businesses because I know like Dre is about to start launching other business. Yeah. I know I'm working on things and we want to 
have things outside of poor minds as well. So you name like six, seven different businesses you yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. So how do you prioritize that? Like, is there one business that, oh, this makes me the most money, so I pay it the most attention? Or does everything get all the same amount of attention? Like, how do you juggle all that? So uh, I learned about a thing called the holding company. And a holding company is what I would like to call, and most people call an umbrella company. So okay. that's the that's the the kind of like the person in the back mm-hmm. operating as a corporation mm-hmm. and then all of these other companies are kind of like subsidiary subgenres mm-hmm. you know like how you got rap then you got trap music and right. then you got R&B and right. you got neo soul mm-hmm. so it kind of plays out like that i don't wear the same hat for all the businesses so like with the trenches store my guys they own that store you know one of them plays for the titans and then the other right. one is his brother mm-hmm. they own the store what i do with that is kind of like general management and helping with the things that I'm already good at that I do for my business. So mm-hmm. we you. use the same blank companies. You know what I mean? We use the same manufacturers. Mm-hmm. So when I get my stuff made, they get their stuff made. You okay. know what I mean? So yeah. okay. it's kind of like um, everything kind of has to mesh together because if you do try to wear the same hat for everything, it can go bad for you. Right. You know right. what I mean? And my biggest thing is not overextending myself. I got great business partners on the management side mm-hmm. when it comes to helping with producers. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends does that. And then on the brand side, my other best friend helps me with that. So okay. a lot of going back on the for- uh, back and forth on the phone. Um, I'm more of like the consultant person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the fact that we have manufacturers that do the labor for us, mm-hmm. you know, a, re- a lot of it is really just allocation and making sure that we within budget. You know what right. I mean? Knowing how much it's going to cost to get shot shirts done you know what i mean finding out the time to get it planned a lot of it more than anything is planning mm-hmm. you know when it comes to buying flights making sure you're not buying a flight a couple of days out because you know the flights will jump on you and them hotels oh, will jump on you we yeah, know you know what i mean so <laughs> more of that just anything just all communication you know what mm-hmm. i mean there's sometimes where i take a step back and my, my partners take the lead and then there's moments where i take the lead mm-hmm. you know what i mean there's certain times where i gotta travel and then they don't and then there's moments and vice versa mm-hmm. so just really communicating um and understanding the 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 time that it takes to grow a business you know right um when y'all came when y'all came uh, for the store you know we was going on like a year anniversary right you know that's been a process you know what Mm -hmm. i mean that that was like uh one of our bigger events, you know what I mean? Being able to have rap snacks involved and mm-hmm. have y'all involved. Man, it was you know, a fun that. time. We yeah, had a good time. Did. So, you know, it's been a learning curve. You know, my guys, they in their 20s, you know what mm. I mean? And, you know, they, we balancing sports and balancing the store. But I think that the fact that we're doing it together allows us to be able to be honest about, okay, this is probably like a five-year plan. Right. If it pop in two to three, it pop. Right. But at the end right, of the right. day, you, I try to look at everything like a five-year plan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the main thing is... You know, having the right people involved, because if you got the right people involved, then you you can pretty much do anything. You know what I mean? Right. And just having I good relationships, it. being able to connect with people like Chad. I hit Chad in a minute. Mm-hmm. I, I just recently Same. lost a photographer. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I need somebody to take these pics. He's like, I got you. I'm going to put yeah. you on a text. Chad yeah. knows you know everybody. Yeah. 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 They really, they really look everybody. hustle man number one and hustle, hustle man, man number two, because Chad yeah. knows everybody. There you go. There you go. Speaking of. There you go. So, so I, I think is that like a New Orleans thing? Like yeah, niggas yeah, just yeah. from New Orleans just know how to hustle. And we stick together, man. Yeah, and we stick together, man. Because ain't not too many of us make it out. So I think that's the the connection we had. You right, feel me? right, um, right. And the the main thing is just wanting to see people win. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? New Orleans is big on community. You don't have much, so nine times out of ten, when you do give somebody something, it's going to be something that you could use. Right. You know right, what I right, mean? Right. Somebody come knock on your door, yo, I need some red beans, I need some rice. It <laughs> really get talking? like that. Yeah, nah. Let's like, love a bean. It really I get like that. Bean, you know what I mean? Now. So 
that uh, that's what it is. Well, let me ask you this because I noticed you did say like uh, your best friend runs this, and then your other best friend runs that, and we get this the most question like out of everything like how is it running a business with your best friend and like for us we had our problems at one moment we've talked about that before (laughs) but now i think it's it's so like it's smooth now Mm -hmm. like you know we we got it now so for you like how was it working with like your friends and did y'all have a rough patch and like how did y'all get through that no i didn't have no rough patch with my guys we all started in music together so (laughs) i think the commonality of us having our own individual music situations right and we dealt with a lot of the same problems that's what made us come together to begin mm-hmm. with because I knew them before you know what I mean and we was just cool but it's like you deal with so many of the like the people doing bad business and you deal right. with so many people you kind of aware of who to stay away from right. so it was just like man well we might as well work together because we know who not to fuck with so mm-hmm. let's be the people that sh- people should fuck with right, you know right. I mean? that's my main thing now not to say that we don't have disagreements oh, on yeah, certain things you know yeah, what I mean yeah. but I can't say we had any rough patches in business personally between us that made me be like I don't want to work with them you know what I mean mm-hmm. I kind of know I, I can I'm a good I'm so good with energy I know Same. when I'm just like look yeah. let me just let them tell me what they got to tell me and so I don't re- I don't respond out of emotion mm-hmm. you know let me just hit them back the next day you right. know what I mean or let me just do this another another time so I think everything that we've been through you know we we also keep in mind like what's the goal you know what I mean what's the goal me and my man on the music side we don't really butt heads because he he kind of like was my manager and I learned the management game from him. Mm. Now my man, I do the brand with. You know, we have we have back and forth just mm-hmm. due to our personalities. We outspoken, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. So, you know, it could just be you know, I'm I'm creative at the end of the day. So mm. I could have five ideas on the table. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, bro, we only got enough to do two of them motherfuckers. That, you know that what I mean? That is us because Drake be like, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this, let's do. This. I'm like, wait, but let's I, narrow it yeah, down. And I've always <laughs> been that way, but I think it's important too to just not do business with your friends just because y'all are friends. That's right. Because I think a lot of people just want to do business with their friends because they be like, well, we cool with each other, Mm-mm. you know, and you seem like you a good employee, so let me go <laughs> yeah, ahead yeah, and do business with like... you. But working for somebody and working for yourself yeah. is completely different. Right, right, right. And you'll see something you in business you're gonna see things that you don't see personally right and you know what i mean yeah and right. somebody's character you mm-hmm. know what i mean and how somebody handle things you know we all handle things differently and i think that's the the common thread in business is kind of letting have let somebody have their way mm-hmm. you know what i mean like negotiation is one of my favorite things you know mm-hmm. one of my favorite books is, is based on that and, right you know you always got to meet in the middle you know what i mean you can't i don't i don't always try to win have you know what i mean yeah. yeah yeah like sometimes winning is losing in business you know what i mean right You'll lose somebody that got connections at the end of the day just because you was fighting over mm-hmm. trying to be right. Sometimes you got to let a motherfucker go with they play and then when it go wrong, you're just like, ah. you be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Remember I had yeah. a win. All right. That's a fact. And then you just double down on it and yeah. then you do yours. Yeah. You know I think I mean? a lot of times in business, though, you have to let go of that ego. That's yes. where a lot of people fuck up at is that that ego gets in the way of so many things and they feel like, oh, well, I'm this person. I'm supposed to do this and that. And it's just like, you know what? Sometimes in the moment, you just got to let people have it. Yeah. And I think that's that's a true leader. Of just You got to let people have it because you have to run something at the end of the day. Right. Everybody got to get paid. Yeah. Everybody got to do their job. So you know what? I'm going to let you have that. 
where is the solution? That's you know, like, why are we focusing, like, on the problem? So yeah. I think that is a quality of a leader that a lot of people don't realize and don't know because they feel like if you're running something, you have this big ego and I got to be the man in the building. But honestly, like, when you see the, the real person that's running mm -hmm. shit, they know how to put ego out the door. That's and I fact. think, too, you just have to have compatible work ethic. Mm -hmm. Yes, do that's big. That's big. Yeah. yeah Look, because... I'm rocking with you if you go hard. If you wrong, you wrong. Because it's if... like we both might not know nothing Thank about you. these right. kids. But, but we trying work to work. Ethic, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's then big. I could fuck with you. That's big. That's big. Because if you have somebody on your team that's lazy and you doing all the work, that's going to start a whole nother world. No, right. I, I see it happen all the time. That's how managers feel a lot of times with artists, man. You know, they always say that you can't make somebody want it more than, uh, than they do. Right. You know, right. and I'm big on that. But effort is everything to me. Yes. You know what I mean? It's everything. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, Dre and Nicole. Navigating through any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, or becoming a parent. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. That's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapies. It's convenient and accessible anywhere, 100% online. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed embedded therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with the therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be any simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off of your first month at betterhelp.com slash poorminds. That's better. H-E-L-P dot com slash poor minds. So I want to switch it up a little bit because I want to talk about it. this. Because, you know, they be talking about us in the South. We talked about this yesterday with Miles. They was talking about, they always talk they about the way people dress. in the South dress. <laughs> they be talking about we can't dress. So you coming from the South, moving to New York, you have your clothing line and stuff. So how, let's talk about fashion and how it influenced you and how much it's evolved and what you feel about southern fashion for real i think southern fashion has come a long way because <laughs> i i seen i mean coming from the 90s i seen it all i seen when fubu hit you know i'm from the home of white tees tommy. and jamoes yeah. and reebok you know what I mean? <laughs> tommy with the triangle the fake tommy you know oh, what i mean when niggas tommy. used to be wearing red monkey yeah yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? red monkey visu i just drove past that visu store really? you know what i mean yeah, it's right up the street um you know, we had Rockaware, you know, mm. we had all that. Sean yeah. John. South Pole. South Pole. Mm. <laughs> South Pole, man. <laughs> um, that was my shit in yeah, high yeah. school. I used to love me some South Pole and baby so, fat. I need to see all your high school pictures because your outfits that you talk about. I used to put that shit demo, on. Y'all had demo in Houston. Uh, y'all had demo in Texas. Wait, what's the demo? Uh, demo was a clothing store that sold baby fat, fat farm. Oh, no, we had City Trends. Yeah, that was okay, City Trends. Okay, we got City Trends, too. Everybody would go to City Trends to get that shit, but we used to wear all that shit and we used to wear Dunks and Jordans. See, like, I went to, like I always talk about this, I went to an all-white high school, so I was like the Abercrombie and Fitch. Wow. Oh, baby, yeah, that was me growing up. That wasn't our, Never. that wasn't where we was going. When that Abercrombie and Fitch documentary dropped, I was like, yeah, I was tuned in because, I mean, that's what it was. It really was. Like, you had to have Abercrombie and Fitch yeah. on. It wasn't ever like baby you fat. You was thick wearing that? 
Girls in New Orleans, they had too much ass for that. They yeah. wearing that. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> girls was wearing dicky suits. They were shopping at Rainbow. We used Nothing. to wear dicky suits. Um, Dress, you are wild. Baby fat. How? You know what I mean? Definitely like, like the little velour suits. They used to go crazy. Mm-hmm. The little J-Lo suit. That's what nah, we used we to call used to it. We used um, to wear that. Girls used to be rocking the jellies. You know what I mean? Okay, the okay. The Chinese yeah. slippers. Yeah, the Chinese slippers. We, we did that. We did that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so and um, New Orleans is more of a place too. Like women got crazy hairstyles. It's a hairstyle we mm. grew up on called barrel rolls, and a lot of the girls had barrel rolls back in the mm-hmm. day, and you know different braids and all these different things like that. And then you know obviously dudes with dreads, and you know mm-hmm. we had the boozy fade first. It was the New Orleans fade before BR niggas <laughs> picked okay, it up. You know okay, I, mean? I know that. If you go back and look at Juvie, Juvie had the first oh, fade. Get New me? Orleans niggas like crazy. Yeah, yeah man. You know what, what kind mean? of hairstyle so, you had in high school? You always had like I had long a curl. Hair. Yeah, I had a, I had a I curl. I know that's I right. I had a curl with a fade, and then I. <laughs> <laughs> always had long hair so it was either a ponytail or some kind of curl you mm-hmm. know what i mean we had a period where we went through the afro and all that Ooh, but, really yeah 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 yeah. we had froze you know what i mean Hustle uh, man with the curl i know that. that's right <laughs> i think fashion has come a long way just due to you know the internet being able to open up a lot of oh, eyes yeah. to mm-hmm. new uh to the south you know in the south you fine with your neighborhood you know what i mean and you know media is different down there you know what i mean mm-hmm. like we watch tv for you know, shows, you know, I grew up on Fresh Prince, so I knew about Jay's and, you know, right. I grew up on Martin, you know what I mean? So <clears throat> I knew about all that, but I think as the internet came, that's when I started seeing people in the South being able to express themselves mm. more because they was able to be introduced to more brands, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But back then, I mean, if you had a white tee and you your pants was creased up, you know what I mean? <laughs> Iron on, you starts yeah. the business up. Yeah, you was on, you he feel me? And a white pair of G-Nikes, you know what I mean? Two color, you know, and coming from the South, you know what it is. A lot of our swag came from school. So you had two pair of shoes that you wore to school. You usually had a white pair, you had a black pair, mm-hmm. or you had a dress pair, and you or you, and you had a um, a play, cl- uh, you know, what you, what they call it, your street clothes, yeah. your play clothes. Yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. So that taught me more. I feel like growing up in the South taught me how to take care of things because I knew I wasn't going to get too much shit until I got a job. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, so you learn about being able to clean your shoestrings mm-hmm. and wash and clean your sneakers. You feel with me? With the toothbrush. Yeah, with the toothbrush <laughs> and all that. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, I you know, <laughs> and they but shit before clothes, it was really a nameplate chain. Like, if you got a nameplate chain, you was the shit. We just you know talked I mean? about yes. this on a recent episode. We was talking about how everybody used to wear them nameplate yeah, chains. Yeah, yeah. But then remember the ones that was like digital? Yeah, yeah, the belts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The that was a wild time. Was How long have you lived in in New York? On and off. Now this is this would be my fourth stint. I remember mm. coming out here in like 2009, working okay. with Puffy on uh, his album Last Train to Paris. I used to be out here, mm-hmm. and hit. then I lived in Harlem for a while. And living in Harlem was amazing. One uh, one of the I most be. amazing experiences. Yeah. That you talk about people outside all goddamn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You talk yeah, about yeah. fashion. You know what I mean? People really, really dressing. Um, and then Upper West Side, Upper East Side. But I will even say L.A., you know what I mean? Going to L.A. in 2006, you know, that's how I learned about dunks. You know, the sneaker mm-hmm. game. I learned about the sneaker game in L.A., you know oh, what I mean? You. Going to Fairfax, going to La Brea, going on Melrose. You know, the sneaker shops back then were real, real popular. So shoes you see and go for like 500 300 mm-hmm. now. They was going for $79 back in the day. Yeah, you feel me? And a lot of the white boys was known for wearing the SBs. And then L.A. kind of got like a weird culture where like the black kids 
is very, very well, they well versed in white culture. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you know it ain't too many niggas out there. Right, right. A lot of my friends in LA, they started putting me on different brands. Um, I learned about you know, I grew up wearing polo. You know, polo was the biggest thing, you know right. what I mean, growing up mm-hmm. in Tommy. When I got to L.A., I learned about brands like Double RL. You know, you go to um, Rodeo for the first time, and you get to go into these different stores, and you see how people are dressed. But coming to New York is where I learned how to be fly. I grew up on, you know, NY music, but being mm-hmm. able to come here and see it, right. especially coming from a place that's hot all the time. Right. You know what I mean? When I, when I got to New York and I'm seeing, you know, people wearing... Cause they be dressing in the winter. They be dressing in the fall and winter, bro. For real, that should have make you feel underdressed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And living in LA, niggas wear a hoodie with shorts. That's where I picked that up. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, you'll catch me with a long sleeve or a hoodie and shorts on. That's straight Mm -hmm. the LA in me. You know what I mean? But out here, people have very, very diverse styles. You know, just even depending on what nationality they are. are. Mm -hmm. You know, Jamaicans. Mm -hmm. You know, the... All the different forms of islanders, you know what I mean. Then you got, you know, the the, the Jewish swag, you know what I mean. Then you got the just the super super high fashion where right. you'll see guys that live in the hood. They come out the house head to toe, mm-hmm. three thousand, four thousand dollars fit shit on, is you know crazy. what I mean. So, uh, NY just taught me how to express myself in a different way. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I would have never wore a leather jacket in New Orleans because it's too damn hot. Right, right, but, right. You know, coming high. here. You know, Vance and Jackets, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? If people know about them and shit like that, that's a classic jacket. Mm-hmm. And you can just go to Soho and just walk. I just go to Soho sometimes just and just around. people watch. One of my favorite accounts is the little dude on Instagram that be checking everybody fit out and be asking them the questions and shit oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen I think his name called yeah. People's Gallery yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love shit like that, you know what I mean? Because I'm able to see so many different things and, you know, I like to learn from people. I call myself a sponge, you know what mm, I mean? Right. Anytime I can see something I like, I like to try it out, you know what I mean? As long as it fit my body type or as long as it fit, you know, my color scheme. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes then you just got to be like, let me not be so comfortable in what I know and just step outside the box. So, um right. Niggas in New Orleans ain't got no stylists. Yeah. But people out here have friends who are stylists that put them Facts. on the different trends and the different brands that you mm-hmm. haven't heard of. Mm-hmm. So that's New York is one place I would advise everybody to come. You're going to learn more about yourself just because mm. it's a sensory overload with all the things that you can see. So you know much I mean? you're walking on, on feet and you're just seeing all these different things. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I've lost five pounds since I've been here. I have <laughs> never walked so much in my life. Like, but I'm tired. Love, that's one reason why I love New York, though. I feel like you could be here, like you could live here your whole life and you still never going to experience everything in the city because it's always it's something so new popping up and it's always something going on. And I feel like, you know, between living in L.A., my L.A. people might kill me. You know, I still love y'all. <laughs> um, I feel like there are so many frontal things in L.A., you know, your car, you know what I mean? All these different things that mm-hmm. you can have in front of you to keep people from connecting with you. Mm. In New York, you're going to run down on a nigga. You're going to yeah. literally run yeah, into a person. Facts. You know what I mean? And um, I feel like you get to meet people in like the rawest form out here. Right. Mm. And you got your people who care about fashion and then you got the people who just got their own style. They just yeah. like dressing like this all the time. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about New York. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like that, that Yankee hat, Ain't nothing nothing beating that Yankee hat. That motherfucker is one of the classic. What? That's iconic. No, I feel like this is one of like the places that have the most proud people. Yeah, yeah. A New York person gonna let you know any chance they get. I'm from New York, and I I relate because even in New Orleans, it's the same thing. You ask a person, "You from New York?" They be like, "Nah, I'm from Brooklyn." Right. Yeah. You gotta be specific. New York is the state. Right. 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 I ain't from Buffalo. And then even when it comes down to Brooklyn, then they be from Flatbush. Yeah, 
they're going to let you know exactly mm-hmm. where they're from. You know what I mean? So I think the pride, if you come from a place that, you know, doesn't have this type of diversity, you mm-hmm. should definitely come here and experience it because, you know, it's, it's going to just open your mind up, man. Like, I never, I never want to not be a New Orleans nigga, but at the same time, you know, we got a short time on this planet. Right, I want to be able to right. experience as much as possible. You know, my next goal is to spend a lot of time in London. Oh, like right, I spent right. time in New York. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, because I, I I got friends from London and they just tickle me. Really? They, they are, because they, you know, they come from so many different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Ghanaian, Nigerian, mm-hmm. all these different things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they packed into a small area and I feel like they all pick up slang from each other. You know right, what I mean? right. You talk to some people from London, they talk like Jamaicans damn near, you know right. what I mean? Because there's such an influence right. that they have over there. And that's just what I want to bring, you know what I mean, to black culture. I think that, you know, we, we say it all the time, what are that we're not monolithic, like we're mm-hmm. not all the same. But I do think sometimes being American, we don't uh we don't connect to enough, the diversity to enough, you know what yeah. I mean? And you know, fashion is a language, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I think, you know, you can connect with people through that, and then eventually, you know, one thing I always say, um, I didn't grow up having Asian friends like that, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Even though we got an influx of them in New Orleans, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I kind of stayed in my circle, but when I got to LA and NY, I started getting different peers in, in my circle. I remember going to their house for the first time and then making making me take my shoes off. You mm-hmm. cannot step foot in my house now without taking your shoes off. Really? No. It's strict yeah. over there. Can't. <laughs> and, and it's not because I don't, it's not because I think your shoe's dirty or right. you dirty. Right, it's but just... But it's just the meaning behind that culturally, right, you know right. what I mean, that I related to of just being like, nah, before you step feet in my house, you know what I mean, you're going to leave that leave bad that energy at the outside door. Yeah, right. you know what yep. I mean? Yeah. And I ain't grow up knowing about don't sit on your bed with outside clothes. Right. All that, right. you know what I mean? Yes. So you pick up these different things as you go along in mm-hmm. your life and you meet different people. Right, right. So... I was going to say, because, yeah, so we talked about, like, the fashion. And so we really want to get into knowing about dating. In Let's New get York. it. Yes, because. I want to know how it is dating out here in comparison to, you know, in the South. Oh, okay. In the South, I would say my dating experience was, and from what I saw with a lot of my homies, mm-hmm. was the girl you met in school. Simple as that. Right. right. That you know was like I mean? the girl like you if, stuck it out with. you met the girl in eighth grade. Most of my niggas end up getting their baby mama by 10th grade. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Nah, like most of my homies, they've been with their girls, They whether it be their wife or they, you know, their baby mom, they've been with them since school, at yeah. least dealing with them since school, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And New Orleans is so small, so you you only going to have so many trips around before y'all be to mess with the same person, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you, you kind of going to get the person you rock with and stick with them. Right. When I got to L.A., you know, L.A. is a different monster. You know what I mean? L.A., you got options. I feel like in L.A., especially being a black man, that's when you first get the, the opportunity to be able to probably date a girl outside your nationality. Right. Because, you know, the mindset is different. You know, growing up in the South, you kind of told, not necessarily to stay away from white people, but yeah. you know what come with being in the South. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, we know. We know. Yeah, you know we know. We know. Nah, it's a fact. You know what I mean? And it's not that you don't have white friends, but you kind of don't mesh in them areas where mm-hmm. it get intimate and it get tricky. You right. know what I mean? Where is when I went to L.A., you know, what whatever nationality, it didn't matter. Interracial relationships are abundant out there. Mm. I think in New York, you get a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can mess with who you want to mess with, but then a, a lot of it boils down to like, what are you interested in? You know what mm. I mean? A lot of the people in entertainment mess with people in entertainment. A lot of people in fashion mess with people mm-hmm. in fashion. A lot of people in, you know, uh, nightlife and the social scene, right. you know, gravitate towards each other because that just becomes your your way of navigating. Right. You know what I mean? I think in NY, you can do good dating. Um, one thing's for sure, 
You know what I mean? Chicks ain't messing with no broke dudes out here. You can't. You, you can't. You can't. <laughs> like, you absolutely ain't messing with no broke niggas out here. Yeah, it's you ain't messing with no... And just the lifestyle of, you know, um, taking someone on a date, that's not even a relationship thing. That's like a friendship thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, people go out to eat with each other all the time. Right, you know right. what I mean? Like, you, you do so much outside... It's almost like the convenient thing to do is just be like, okay, meet me here, meet me mm-hmm. here, meet me here. You know what I mean? So I do like that exchange of energy that happens in New York City. I feel like that carries into the relationship where you know the person that you with, you do got to be able to kind of meet their standards right. at the end of the day. Right. Or don't fuck with this person. Don't even try. You know what I mean? But I do think here you can end up getting with somebody that can like completely change your perspective. Not to say that L.A. ain't like that. But in NY, you beat a, a lot of people have diverse backgrounds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you end up getting with them. They end up, you end up sharing their culture. Right. Instead of dating them from like a superficial standpoint where you might meet a person in LA and you ask him, oh, who you are, what you right. do. Right. You know what I mean? I see a lot of relationships pop off like that in LA because, you know, people see people in the club. And in New York, if you bold enough to speak to somebody, that could be your soulmate. You could be on a train. You could mm. be walking down the street. Mm-hmm. You could see, but you just got to have it in you. You can't, because they, it's so many fish in the sea. And I think everything moving is such a bad yeah. thing. Right. You got to shoot so your, you'll miss out on this your, is shoot your This is real shoot life Instagram. Yeah. Shoot your shot, nigga. Uh, we, you better So do you feel quick. like you date with like a New York mentality now or like a Southern mentality? Uh, I still try to go Southern because at the end of the day, uh, I'm going to say a little bit of both because I'm not going to say I'm not attracted to the material things. I'm not going to say like I, I am attracted to how somebody dress, you know, their appearance and all that. But at the same time, you know, growing up based on principles, mm. you know what I mean? I was raised with both parents, so my mom sticks Me in my too, mind. Yeah. If you're not a good person, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? If we don't share kind of the same morals and principles, mm-hmm. it ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In my younger days, I probably would have tried to hit it the first night. You know what I mean? But <laughs> right. as you get older, you start realizing, like, once you learn about energy and right. time it takes to build with somebody, exactly. you're going to nip that quick. You know yeah. what I mean? And a lot of times you might just go kick it with somebody and... You, you, you're attracted to them physically, but from a mental standpoint, mm-hmm. it's you know just I mean? not They're clicking. Not you, you know right. what I mean? So I also think New York is one of the places, too, where you start really discovering what beauty is to you. You know what I mean? Not just the outer part of it, but, you know, like the connection that you make with somebody mm-hmm. and How they the make time you, you get to spend with them. Yeah, 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 definitely. So yeah. I would say both. You know what I mean? Definitely not L.A. I try not to date like no L.A. motherfucker, man. Because that's like dating in L.A. Is like wild. you said, it's a whole different money. That shit a monster. Mm-hmm. For real, yeah. for real. But I do feel like New York men are very aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, like like sure. the guys but, from here, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah, first yeah. date, they're like telling you like, this is what we're finna be and this is what we yo finna do. Like, yo, dead ass, you finna be my girl like yeah. cut everything off and you know why though because the women here you know what i mean they kind of they kind of cut from the same cloth i feel like they aggressive yeah, too they though are, yeah. you know what I mean? they Your are, women you are mean? very aggressive they sweet they sweet you know what i mean they all that they 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 super loyal so i think with them it's just about not wasting no time mm. you feel me they'll rather I think they'll rather be in a relationship for three months than court for three months not knowing where yeah. it's going. Mm-hmm. Feel me? Because you, you, it's like at Move. least if because I don't want to waste it three months. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could have been dating somebody else, Thank but I you. seen on the subway. Period. You feel me? <laughs> but I think the main thing is like you know people here are just like they on go. They ain't got no right, time to right, waste. You know what right. I mean? And once you get you one. You feel me? Nine times out of ten, I think you're going to get you a, a solid one. Right. You feel me? You just got to play your part and, and do what you got to do. And I think in New York, there's tiers of relationships that are um, 
authentic to where you at right now. You mm. know what I mean? If you on your come up, you can find somebody on the come up. You know what I mean? If you a millionaire, you know what I mean? You can find somebody in that realm. Right. In L.A., motherfucker be broke as shit, looking like a million bucks, and you get right. stuck with their ass. Oh, hell <laughs> Next thing no. you know, they done stayed at your house, tried to move in. You know what I mean? I feel mm-hmm. like it'd be like that in Atlanta. Yeah. You definitely get a little couch surfer. <laughs> you be like, oh, yeah. here for the, You ain't doing that I'm just here NY. for the night. You mm-hmm. get off of work. That nigga's still there. You nigga, ain't what? got to go you to work. <laughs> no. You ain't got no job. Well, I'm going to let you know right now, the girls is about to be in your DMs. That's every they time we have a male guest. Hey, the Southern girls is about to be in your DMs. I'm just letting you know right now. <laughs> they the coming. The New York girls, too, because they going to be like, oh, I ain't know he lived there. Oh, they coming for you. They are coming. Come correct. I, I know that's right. So you're single. Let the girl. You single? No, I'm taking. I'm taking. A taking man, taking, y'all. I'm sorry. Taking. I'm reserved. So sorry, y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm reserved. Yeah, because I'm reserved. that's. I'm glad you put it out there because they was gonna be nah, there. Nah, I'm reserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's up, y'all? It's your girl Lex P. And it's your girl Dre Nicole. Now y'all know we love some erotic stories. Mm-hmm. So if you're that person, like you reading a book and something like made you feel a little type mm-hmm. of way, you watching a movie and you always rewind that scene back. Dipsy.com is exactly for you. Mm-hmm. New content is released every week, so that's another thing that I love about it. And you can always find something new to explore. Yes, yeah, so they're bringing uh, scenarios to life, whether it's like a sound that you want to hear, a story. They have Saranis J. Jackson, ER Fightmaster, Luke Cook, and more. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to dipsy.com backslash Poor Minds. That's 30 days of full access to the whole entire app. So go to dipsy.com backslash poor minds. So this is going to help you sleep, get your rocks off, whatever you want to use it for. Dipsy.com backslash poor minds. Period. Mm-hmm. Well, you ready for the next topic? Because now we finna get Let's into the bed. Hey. The bed. Bow. The bed. Bow. 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 Go ahead, girl. Oh, you want me to bring in the bed topic? Mm-hmm. So for the bed topic, we want to talk about is makeup sex toxic? Ooh. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about this because this is how I feel how about you it. Because y'all know I got something to say. Um, I just feel like a lot of times when people are having makeup sex, I feel like that's just what they turn to. And mm. you're having sex, but whatever the problem was, it's still not right. getting solved. Mm-hmm. So it's like you feel the passion in the moment. You're like, oh, I love him or oh, I love her. And it's like after you're done, y'all may have a few good moments, y'all laughing, y'all talking, but two, three days later, whatever issue was happening is still there. Now y'all mad at each other again because the issue was never solved. And I feel like that's how a lot of toxic relationships start. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Because I guess the way I look at it, I feel like you can have makeup sex. Like, make you're having makeup sex because maybe y'all figured out the solution to the problem. Um, y'all like, okay, now we yeah. wanna, like, Closure. now we horny. Right, but I feel <laughs> right. like a lot of times, you know, you be in the middle of an argument and it's just kind of like, okay. See, I've never did that before because mm-hmm. if I'm mad at you, I don't want to have sex with you. No, that's a fact. I'm definitely Like, I'm, I'm not trying you. to fuck you. Yeah, I'm off you. Well, maybe it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> you just horny. Maybe I'm just... I mean, so I've been in a situation. It like, but not... The arguments is different because, I mean, arguments is an argument. You know right, I mean? right, you right. argue with somebody. Maybe 45 minutes later, you can be back on some, like, right. I was tripping. Right, that's what I'm tripping. saying, like... But when it comes to, like, disrespect, 
I don't. I, I can't. I can't have makeup sex after disrespect. Yeah. Right, right. That's a little different. Yeah. I don't mean like things as far as like that goes, but I'm saying like if we having a little disagreement, you like okay, I was tripping, whatever, and we have tripping sex, sex but is good. Yeah, like tripping, tripping is a little different. You, you, tripping, tripping, you but I'm tripping. saying, but it's still like <laughs> you, you know, tripping sex is good. When we when we finish, it's still kind of like okay, but I'm still kind of upset. You know what I'm saying? Because if you do it again, okay, let's let's give a situation. Yeah, give us the scenario. Say let's say something small. You get on Instagram. You see your nigga done like. I knew that was coming. You see your you nigga. Knew Instagram was coming. I it's always about social media. Your nigga done liked his ex picture or something. I liked the girl picture or something. And I'm not what saying hurt? that that's okay. a problem. What, okay, look, let's make the situation even deeper. Uh oh. What, yeah. what? What's what's more? Uh, what get you more mad? Him liking a girl or a certain girl he's connected to? A like, certain girl. Okay, okay. Let's talk about a certain girl. But mind you. So are you a jealous person? No, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm not even saying this is me. I just see problems okay, okay, that people okay. have. I'm just giving an example, but it's like I feel like this. You are never wrong about the way you feel. You know what I'm saying? You have a right to feel the way you feel about certain situations. You do, but then sometimes people be feeling irrational about a lot of <laughs> shit. No, I can agree with that. But what I'm saying, like, if if you tell me as your friend, you see me liking somebody's picture that you don't like, and you don't like, I'm gonna be like, okay, let me let me just stop in, let me back up. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm telling my man, hey, I don't like when you like your ex's pictures, it doesn't make me feel comfortable, and he still is doing it. You know what I'm saying? So that's like something like a little disagreement. But that's disrespectful then to me at that point. You don't need to be in a relationship with this person because they don't care about your feelings. I mean, I can agree with that. if you told that. them like, oh, I don't like when you do this and then they continue to do it, mm -hmm. then you just don't give a fuck about how I feel. Because how hard is it for you to like just scroll past that shit? Child, because niggas on Instagram. If it's something that bothers me. But I don't really get like stuff like that is like, not to say it's childish because I don't want to make small... people feel like, right. you know, they're but being I mean, childish. But argument. I'm not about to get mad over it no peaks like i'm thinking a deeper she that's that's my thing with, yeah that's my thing with women in relationships with men on social media right especially the type of men that women go after mm -hmm. that they know have social media like you know a nigga got mad followers and dealt with women before you get right with him. right so right you either gonna get you a nigga without instagram or a nigga with instagram mm -hmm. at this point in time and you it's rare I mean? to find a nigga without Period. instagram these now days. my thing is you know if if you know, you catch a dude in the comments saying certain things that, you know Leaving what I mean? Leaving the hard eyes. Yeah, you know what I mean? That niggas be tripping with that, you know or what I mean? Or if somebody screenshots your nigga in their DMs they message, and post you know I mean? it on their yeah. story yeah, or some yeah, shit, you know and you like, mean? oh, hell no. Nah. Well, I'm then just saying, either way, though, something, you, like, something small, you know, we're talking, because I don't want to get into the, like, of the disrespect and having sex, but I feel like your nigga like a picture, it may have made you upset, Y'all can be getting into it about it, but y'all don't necessarily solve the problem. Y'all end up, you know, Why having sex. Why y'all just don't go like 10 niggas picks? I mean, <laughs> that's, that's, that's some shit I would do. I would do that. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. People think gotta make a nigga feel the burn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta make a nigga feel the burn. Nigga, I can like, like picks too. Nigga, damn. <laughs> it's a, it's, but I feel like that's still that's toxic. That still doesn't solve the nah, problem. No, because sometimes people need a dose of their own medicine. Because at the end of the day, that's the we live in a give and take world. So if you always trying to play it fair. Mm -hmm. You always trying to be like, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do this, mm -hmm. and there's no consequence to that. Mm. I think as women, women should be confident enough to understand, like, mm -hmm. I'm not worried about losing you to no other woman because clearly if you wanted to be with them, you, would, you wouldn't be here. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. But at the same time, you got to know what this feel like. 
So yeah, let me go like some. Go find the nigga with the coldest chain, mm-hmm. the coldest I car. Don't like that nigga. Pics. And people think everything is petty these days, but I don't think that that's petty. Man, that's I agree life. with you. I do think sometimes people life. be needing to understand Niggas what shit to, feel I'm like, and then it'll make them understand you. how you feel, and they might stop fact. doing this they shit. They will. They will. Cause a nigga, if a nigga feel like he got you and anything he doing, he you gone. Yeah. Niggas gonna push the line. It's in our nature, man. It's in our nature, man. Shit. Get dressed up, go do some videos in the club yep. with some niggas with big chains on and car Move. keys out. Then when he takes you and be like, "Where you at?" Be like, "Out." I'm, 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 I'm chilling. Ch- that nigga is going to. He is going to stop doing that. Yeah. I'm telling you. But it's just the it's just the dynamic of women and men relationships. You know what I mean? Like right. niggas are always going to be on the offense. And try to keep a woman on the defense. Mm. A lot of times, when you put a man on the defense, that's when you get to see them be vulnerable, and you get to see their weak spots. That's when you realize, like, okay, yeah. nah. And it's not that you gotta try and trigger somebody, but right, at the same right, time, right. you kind of gotta let them know, like, look, this is how it could go. Mm-hmm. This is how I prefer it to go. Right. You know I mean? Okay. That then makes when sense. niggas see that, they be like, okay, I prefer that way too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I just feel like at this age, at this big age, like we're all in our thirties. Facts. Who the fuck is trying to date somebody that don't care about how they feel that's and it's just fact. gonna blatantly keep disrespecting you? Because to me, that's a form of disrespect. It is. It like is. if I tell you something bothers me and you continue to do it, you really do not care about my feelings. So why are we together? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point? It's somebody else that I could go date that's at the same age or maybe even a little bit older who understands. Okay, if she don't like something, I'm not gonna do it because I wouldn't do that shit to you. Right. Exactly. I one thousand percent agree. That's yeah. That's a fact. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard. You know, it's hard dating out here. Dating so I think hard. people put up with shit that they don't really want to put up with because they don't want to be single. They be feeling like, oh, well, this is a better alternative the than being, being alone. single. No, that, that to me is a lot of it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think, um, I just think in this time with us being exposed to so many, Instagram will make you feel like you got options you don't got. Yep. Facts. Niggas think Because you got them. Niggas think they got women that they don't have. You know what I mean? Because they able to see them and mm-hmm. like pictures and feel like they, oh, I could get this one. And the one that I got, you know what I mean? You might be able to go in there and see something that look a little bit better. Got uh, a bag that my girl don't got, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Got this. So I feel like niggas in their head is sometimes sick from the gram because yeah. they think they got they access like to the women that they don't. They look better, right. but then what about this person being a shitty person? What about That's, them being a liar? What about them being a cheater? All of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel me? And mm-hmm. an expense that you can't really keep, keep up, up with, yep. you know what I mean? A lot of times it's that. Like shorties will tell you now, they, nigga, like, you ain't coming like this. You feel me? So you oh, might just want to like pics, nigga. Me. And I even, I even think, I even think sometimes, I even think most times dudes is like that too. Like, you gotta remember, niggas watch rap videos, right. they see all this shit, man. So a lot of times the like is sometimes coming from an innocent place. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not coming from a ooh, I want to be with her. Right. I think most times a nigga, if they felt comfortable enough with a woman, would show the girl to you, and not that they trying to get you to morph into that. But at least be like, damn, man, I'm attracted to this type of shit. I'm attracted to this type of shit because you know what you like from seeing it. Right, you know what exactly. I mean? You just can't fantasize sometimes, you know but what so I mean? So why wouldn't you just get in a relationship with a person like that if that's what you like? No, I don't think it's that. You, because it goes back to what I said about being a sponge. Mm-hmm. Now, you might be with a shorty that don't get dressed up like that. Okay. She's solid, she cool, she right, do all right. that. But you just ain't never really seen her get dressed up and mm-hmm. be on that type of time. Now, if you want her to do that, I do think as a man, you need to foot the bill. You yeah. don't need right. to be putting that on her. But I just think dudes a be word. uncomfortable about saying like, yeah. damn, 
damn, shorty, I would like to see you wearing more heels than Jays or, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, at least two times out of the week. You know what I mean? I would like to see you get dressed up. But then as a man, you also got to be willing to take a woman on a date for that scenario to be able to right, take place. Right, exactly. Because I feel like that's not a deal breaker, but that's something that, you know, that's easy. That's an easy change. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I can agree with him on that, like, for sure. So you be getting mad, friend? <laughs> no, no, I wasn't talking about me. Because at the end of the day... I just, my confidence is like, I really feel like I'm really that bitch. Yeah. Like, it's not too much that a nigga can do that's gonna bother me. You know what I'm saying? Like, but at the end of the day, from my man, I wanna feel beautiful. I wanna feel loved. I wanna right. feel appreciated. So, um, yeah, if I was in a situation I'm dealing with a man and I see him liking all these girls' pictures and then he's not liking mine or he's not complimenting me, that would that's be a problem. Weird, but that's weird. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just like talking that. about like things, you know, that we mm -hmm. see on the timeline and people going back and forth. I, you know, I don't, I've never now, had that what problem. About, now, what about the women? Because I like what you just said. You say you feel confident and if he's not liking yours, because there are women who are confident and securing themselves who they do post beautiful pictures mm -hmm. online. You feel me? And all that. But what about the women that's not posting pics mm. you know what I mean and doing that because like I said this the times we in man niggas is on the phone so if at, if I'm at the crib and all I see you is in a t-shirt all the time you know what I mean niggas be needing mental stimulation to right, keep them right, up right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, it, it is what it is but I mean, you know I think that's I, important I, though I a thousand percent agree though because like I said I feel like that's something that I like to do though I like to look good for myself but I also love you know when I get dressed up and I walk in the room my niggas like damn like I think when or, you get in a relationship yeah. you can't stop being the person that he wanted to be in a that's relationship a with you for. That's a fact. You know, and I think a lot of women do that. I think men do that too, they though. Do. Yeah, they like everybody do. gets comfortable they sometimes definitely. when they get in a relationship you know and you mean? forget, like, these are the reasons why this person wanted to fuck with me. Mm -hmm. These are the reasons why they wanted to date me. I need to still keep being this person. Right. I 1,000% yeah. agree. That's why I be in that gym. Yeah, period. <laughs> I need to well, get back in the gym. He said, I'm keeping my queen, <laughs> period. She's not, she not about to be liking all these muscle niggas. Bring these muscles to the house. Bring these muscles to the crib. Hustle man got time to work out, too. Oh, man, what? Man, I'm tight, man. Look, I remember what it was like when I was skinny, man. All that sweet shit cool. Yeah. Until she see Tyson Beck with yeah, I'm telling you. I'm Me telling that bitch you. Get in that gym, nigga. That is too that funny. for real. But yeah, oh I do God. feel like that's important. Like I said, I am... I think one thing about me, Andrea, I think you can agree, we take pride in the way we look. I have yeah. always... I'm not saying that looks are everything, but I know initially when people see me, that's what that that's what it is. That's you the know? initial attraction that, when a yeah, man sees you. When a man sees me, it's the initial, you know, yeah. the body. It's, it's, the, you it's, know. it's actually really cool to get to know y'all because I think that's a huge thing with men. Like, oh, yeah, of looks course. Looks can be intimidating. Yeah. I know y'all had niggas liking y'all shit sure. all the time, but y'all actually are cool women. Thank, Thank you. you. So that's what niggas really be wanting. You yeah. know what I mean? But, I think people always like from what meets the eye. People never think we as cool as we. Right. Really. Yeah, they probably think y'all bags are nothing. <laughs> I mean, it'd be well, a little bit of that too. It's a balance. It's a little bit of both. We have a conversation. Nah, but nah, that's that's really what niggas want, man. Niggas want to meet a chick that's down to earth. And I mean, and. Not to say they want, like, I don't want women to be a superhero because right. I mean, that shit is a fantasy. But, you know, we are in evolved times, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, where, you know, you should be able to keep yourself up. You should mm -hmm. be able to be intelligent, have right. a conversation, get your own money, make somebody else respect you for getting your own money and all that type mm -hmm. of shit. So I say the same thing with dudes, man. A lot of times dudes, 
it be, I, I call it like a rap brain, man. Mm -hmm. They be stuck in like a, a rapper mindset, always trying to do what they see on TV. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they do, they end up do meeting women like y'all and can't have a conversation, can't yeah. pick a spot to have a date. You know what I mean? You know, you know, women infamous for being like, I'm hungry. What you want to eat? Uh, That's you me. Gotta I be proactive. always want to eat. Yeah, I'm, you I'm you don't like that. I always want to eat. You gotta I don't be like that. Like if a guy like hits on me and he's like, you know, what do you want to do? And I'm like, okay, well, let's go to dinner or something. And he doesn't like have a dinner or even a date idea, period. I get super turned off by that. Like I like men who are creative and like think of ways proactive. that they want to hang out with me. Like if you just be like, I don't know what you want to do. I'm like, eh, I don't like that. I don't either. like, like that. Yeah, plan shit. Plan for yeah. me. Nah, that's, I, I feel like it's a lot of dudes that that's, that's most dudes' weak spot when it comes to that. They Plenty. know what they want, but when it comes to like being able to plan and do some shit that's dope, yes. you know I mean, niggas be missing out on that. Then it yeah. be some lame nigga that got <coughs> all but the he plans. Romantic. I'm telling yep. you. Oh that's, my God. Exactly I used be. to date the lame. I mean, we never had... <laughs> But he you was know, romantic though. Oh my God! I never, we I never had sex, about nothing. But he would take me on the greatest yeah. dates. I hated everything about this man. I hated <laughs> the way he dressed. <laughs> I hated the way he talked. I hated the way he looked. But we always used to go to the dopest spots, mm. and the conversation wasn't bad. Let me not yeah. say that. But it was just like niggas get creative when you got a try harder. Yeah, yeah. 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 got try harder. Nigga, pull them out. Yeah, like I like people who pay attention to what I say, and then mm -hmm. they do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And niggas is 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 as wavy as a man can be. We can't just think we to catch. You know right, what I mean? Right. I, I feel like that is truly for the women. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You got to know you a good dude. You got to know what you bring to the table at the end of the day. But I think a lot of niggas think they the catch. That's why they be like, "What you want to do?" Yeah, I what hate it. I'm a yeah. bitch ass nigga. No, or do you know that I'm, like, I'm who I am and I'm special? It's like Roll relax. Me here. Yeah, come to the studio. It's like y'all niggas oh, tripping. Oh, a studio. <laughs> Niggas in Atlanta. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, nah, dating in Atlanta is, a studio But day. I'm glad that you said the dating in New York and stuff is positive because the dating in Atlanta is terrible. Yeah, nah, niggas, niggas got spots they can bring you to out here. You yeah, feel me? like. Because you're going to meet her outside. So at the end of the day, then you might meet the girl. Let's say you live in Manhattan. She might live in Queens. Mm -hmm. So you got to be creative because when she decides to dip, right. it's over with. It's yeah, over. Yeah. She got to catch a train ride or Ooh, you got to catch a train ride. So. You're going to think swift on your feet out mm -hmm. here, you know what I mean? And I think that's one thing that's a, a trait that men got to have, you know what I mean? You got to be creative, you know what I mean? And don't overthink it, you know what I mean? You might literally just have to, before you go on a date, just list five spots, you know what I mean? And if it's top golf or if it's a restaurant right. or whatever it is, man, just do it. Because most times, once you get a person there in the situation... They judging you. They ain't even really judging all the exterior right, shit. You feel right. me? When women like you, they want to go everywhere with you. That's a fact. Everywhere. That's Carlos a fact. said he takes his women to Walmart and they be having a blast. <laughs> he did uh, say that. He I did. Felt like he was that playing nigga though. Lied. He said that. Like he was playing when he said he did but say it. But I think I'm not gonna lie. If Target. Carlos slid in a bitch DM, he like, man, what you doing today, babe? Let's go to Walmart. I need to get some On stuff. On the first date, they going. They going. They going. At this point, because of who he is, they going. It's a lot of women that's going. You need some new panties. That's what I'm saying. They going. That shit ain't gonna happen for two, three more days. I can tell you that. They gonna take that. The bait. girls is getting on. They 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 catching yeah. on to it. They yeah, catching no, on to it. Funny. What's up, y'all? It's your girl XP. And it's your girl Dre Nicole. 
And y'all, holiday season is among us. I know we are trying to find a gift that is different, unique, and also affordable. So Etsy.com is the place for you. Yes, one thing that I absolutely love about Etsy is that each of your purchases supports a small business. Yes, and we love supporting small business. You're buying directly from the maker. It ain't no, you know, got to get it from this person, that person. You are supporting somebody directly. So if you're new to Etsy and you've never used it, you're going to use code MARY10 and get 10% off of your first order. That's M-E-R-R-Y-1-0 to get a discount. So what you're going to do is go to Etsy.com and get 10% off of your order. It has to be $50 or more, but it's holiday season. Whatever you want is going to be on Etsy.com. Mm -hmm. Happy holidays. Yes. Okay, so, so now we're going to get into the bop. Hey. The bop. Bow. 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 So, I have a bop of the week, and I have just been listening to this nonstop. I feel like, first of all, I've talked about this artist before, Pink Sweats. I feel like people sleep okay. on him. The R&B, like, he is just, I have never heard a bad song from him, like, honestly. So, he has a song with uh, Nakia Gold called Energy. Mm-hmm. And I, like you were saying earlier, I'm very big on energy. And the song is just, she's basically talking about energy and how you make her feel, how she makes you feel when y'all are together, when y'all in the room. Bad energy, good energy. Because I feel like a lot of people don't pay attention to people's energy. And I just really like when people make songs about real life and you can really relate to it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Nakia Gold uh, featuring Pink Sweats, Energy, that's my bop of the week, Fire, R&B. Period. Okay, my bop of the week is tomorrow by Glorilla. She just been having a hold on. I me love her this summer. I love her. We play F and F at every show, every single it show. Get the crowd hype every time. Love it. And like I love. She just got like feel good bad bitch music. She really does. And then she had said something on Instagram the other day that I really liked. She said, "I don't care what y'all think about my body. I'm not getting a BBL. I'm not changing my nose. I'm, she's like, I'm beautiful, and this mm-hmm. is who I am. And I love the fact that she has reached this amount of success. You know, not being, not having a BBL or you know getting any work done or whatever like that. Because I feel like a lot of times people try to give other people, oh, she's only. There because of how she looks and it's like no some people just, just got really it. have raw talent some people yeah. just you got the it factor yeah. or you don't mm-hmm. and it's like Glorilla is beautiful you know and I really just fuck with her music yeah I do too yeah so tomorrow is a bop it's I a agree bop. with you so what man. you been listening to Larry June Organic Adjustments I that's know that's song. right yeah, Larry June Organic Adjustments look at Chad nodding his head uh, that's right I love up his alley <laughs> yeah I love the sample in it um, I love that whole project um, but yeah, I've been playing that song on repeat. So if you haven't heard it, Lori, uh, Larry June, Organic Adjustments, man. I really need to sit down and like really listen to him because he's like the fourth or fifth person that's came on here and said yeah, about this, a Larry This last June. project is really, really good. Not to oh. say that the other ones aren't, but I feel right. like this one, he, he, he took everything he was doing and elevated another level. And that's one thing I love for artists when they stay true to themselves mm-hmm. but still find a way to grow. Right. You know what I mean? So definitely that. And then anything Babyface Ray. Gotta shout out Babyface Ray. Oh, oh yeah, I like Babyface Ray yes, too. Oh, and Boston Richie. Boston Richie. I'm listening to Boston Richie oh, right now. I've never heard of him before. Boston Richie. He's with okay. Future with FBG. He got a song Certified Dripper. He got a song okay. Bullseye. That sound right up my alley. You don't have yeah, to go yeah. look him up. Yeah, yes. Boston Richie nice too. But yeah, we have actually shouted Babyface uh, yeah, Ray out on the show before because mm-hmm. we actually listened to him. Y'all slid his DMs? Uh-uh. We don't, we don't have to be Come on now. <laughs> we might like a peek. But we need to hang okay. Look, he got all the friends. We're going to go out with him. We're okay. going to sit because he got all the good friends. Yeah, he got the BDB friends. We can do that. <laughs> 
now we're going to get into our favorite segment of the show, which is Pour Your Heart Out. So y'all know if y'all have any questions y'all want us to answer, you can send them to askpoorminds at gmail.com. That's A-S-K-P-O-U-R-M-I-N-D-S at gmail.com. We accept testimonials as well. Let us know, you know, if we fucked your life up or if we helped you out. Because I know we done did that. Mm-hmm. You want me to go or are you going? You want me to? Re- go ahead, girl. Okay. Question number one. Hi, ladies. So I had a friend I've known over 10 years. I did her and her baby daddy's hair make, huh? Okay. Mind you, this was the day Dolph died. I did her hair first and saw she had scratches on the back of her neck. Side note, some days before doing their hair, I got some news from a mutual friend saying that they think he's hitting her. I did his hair second, and he was the one that showed us that Dolph died, and we was all like, damn, and had a moment of silence, and then she goes to say, damn, let me go check on my man. Side note, she loves Keylock. That's who she was referring to. So they get into it real bad about that in front of me. Mm. After that, it was just quiet, but I could tell he was still heated. I get done with his hair. He gets up and snatches his jacket from under her, grabbed their baby, and left. Apparently, he was supposed to pay for both of their hair, so she follows him to see what's up and leaves with him. She wasn't answering the phone, so I left her alone after that. Present time, side note, I have a store. I'm at work and she walks in. I declined her service because why do you feel like you can come to my store and you owe me money? So she tries to get into it with me in front of my customers. She even took it to social media and was talking hella shit that wasn't true. What do you ladies think I should do? I'm definitely going to continue to leave her alone, but I do feel bad for her. Just the thought of her getting hit doesn't sit well with me. That's a lot. That's right. a lot, because I feel like at the end of the day, it's very unfortunate that she's in um, a situation like that, but you have a business to run. So, you know, when you're running a business, not everybody is going to have good things to say about your business. Every Somebody's going to have a bad experience every now and then, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Whether it's true or not, I feel like as long as you're doing what you're supposed to be doing with your other clients, that's going to always overshadow what one person has to say. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like you did the right thing. Don't respond. Because one thing I hate to see, I hate, I will never go to a person, I don't care how good you do hair, if I see you arguing with somebody on social media. Mm. Like if I see like a client did something and you going back and forth with them, I think that is so unprofessional. <laughs> it's you so tacky. Yeah. Right, because I feel like if I say something in the appointment, because the one thing about me, if I'm paying for a service, if I don't like something, I'm like, hey, can you change this can on my hair? I don't like it. Yeah. Or can you fix this? Or, you know, and we going back and forth. I don't want to get home and I see, oh, Aunt Lex P is so picky. I had to do an extra hour on her hair. Like, I just feel like you would do that. So I feel like just stay professional and, you know, just take your L. You did her hair. She didn't pay and just move on. Yeah, I wouldn't try to maintain no relationship with her. Yeah. Cool with her because she still ain't paid you, girl. Shout out Key Glock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shout, shout out, out to Key Glock. <laughs> Period. Mm-hmm. As a business owner, do you have to deal with like crazy customers? Oh my and... God. Instagram is hilarious. Yeah. Yo, the things that people look, I'm gonna come clean. Uh oh. It's been a couple of times where you where you it's been a couple of times where I've had to say things back to people. Not you be arguing. No, I'm not you called a slow There was a tough period during COVID. Okay. Where people didn't necessarily understand the restraints of business. Got you. You know, and they wanted their orders fast and this, this, and you know, they threatened trying to get refunds and all this. And mm. I'm quick to give you money back. Right. You know what I mean? If that's how you want to play it. Mm-hmm. But you know, at the same time, there are certain things that come with business that be out of my hands. I don't work at UPS. 
Right. You know what I mean? So if I give you a tracking number on your package after I drop it off, I don't know. We gotta we gotta thug it out together. Right. You know we both I mean? trying but, to figure it out. You know, people will come at you in crazy, crazy, disrespectful ways, and it's been a couple of times in emails. You know, like I said, I try my best not to do it on a timeline, mm-hmm. but in emails, people will send you some crazy stuff, and mm-hmm. you, you know, you gotta let them know that you know integrity and the respect of my business is bigger than you know me even getting your money i get your money back and let the shirt still come to you just off the principle you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i let you know and anytime i see your name come through in the the future you know what i mean you wouldn't get any of my product gotcha especially at this point where i am i'm a small business so my reputation is super super important i'm not nike where you know i mean i can give you some product and that shit could be however it goes and we i'm I'm too big of a giant right 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 so so, you know what I mean? But yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to do that on a timeline. I feel you. Yeah, I don't like yeah. to see that. Mm-hmm. Okay, question two. Hi, Lex Andrea. I'm trying to find out where the older, eligible men frequently visit. I would like to position myself around black men over 40 away from social media. Can y'all recommend a few smart spots that are solo friendly, meaning appropriate for one person? I like art, live music, and generally have a good time. I'm ready to meet some BDBs. Thank you in advance. I think in Atlanta, you gotta go to happy hours. Mm. Like right when niggas be getting off work, <laughs> like like if around like, five, like the time of like five to like. Seven look, I'm taking those too, but I don't go nowhere. <laughs> well, first of all, let me tell you what a BDB is. A BDB is a big dick baller. <laughs> <laughs> so a BDB is basically this is a term for the men that got it. They gonna spend the money. You gonna have a good time. Are you a BDB? For sure. I know I that's why. Ain't got no, no happy hours. Yes. Certified BDB. I ain't got no happy hours. Okay, so though. where you be at? Um, my homies, my, like my homies got Soho House membership, so you might catch me in Soho House. Okay, we like um, Soho House. Airport, man, I be the at the airport. airport. You meet me at that the airport. Is, that's a good point. In the Delta too. Lounge. Yeah, I feel like you can find some BDBs in the Delta Lounge. <laughs> okay, in the Delta look at least talking about yeah, yeah. They be up in there. Definitely museums. You know what I mean? But uh, I, I feel like dudes that got real paper and real schedules. Um. You're probably gonna have to meet them in the vicinity of their workplace. Mm. So you was right on like you was right on like eating it during the day mm-hmm. and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like I'm a daytime mover. You feel yeah. me? At yep. night, I really only move at night if I got the right people with me and shit like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or it's something that I really need to be out with more times or less. It'll be a friend in town that's not from there that I'll go spend time with them. Mm-hmm. But if I'm on my own, I tend to do most of my moving during the day. Yep. You know what I mean? So. Let's say in New York, per se, you know what I mean? You got uh, different restaurants, brunch spots, mm-hmm. all these different type of places where you'll find somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, at night, I feel like more than anything, you're probably going to see somebody on a date, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean, in a group where, you know, um, probably not going to be able to get Right, get they're not them. really looking. But then. during and the day. And it's going to be too crazy, too. I feel right. like at nighttime, it just be too much going on. You either going to be at a club or a restaurant. Like you said, the restaurant is going to be packed. From but one, right, from man, one to three, from one to three, you can catch niggas for sure. And nigga had his lunch on his laptop. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Because most people, you know what I mean? hour. Yeah, you know what I mean? Most dudes, now I don't see, I, I don't know if she, I don't see too many black dudes doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you do have your certain people who, you know, they got studios and all these different things mm-hmm. as far as like art studios. Right. And since she says she like art, you know what I mean? Dudes usually frequent like a coffee spot right. or something in that mm-hmm. area, you know what I mean, that you can catch them at. And you might just have to go for three weeks straight. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you run into a nigga, you know what I mean? You but might. 
I would say the airport, uh, get you a first class, uh, pay for first class seats. Mm -hmm. I think that's really the way to get to the people that you really want to. You know what but I mean? Like there's a, there's, there's, a price of, there's a price of entry. There's a price of entry that you got to pay mm -hmm. to get to certain people. I agree. You know what I mean? Now, where you may not be trying to trick on them, you may have to pay for them first class seats to get you around a different set of get people. Around, you know what I mean? Yep. That you run into. And a lot of times, most of the people I see sitting first class or fly a lot, you know what I mean? They in the Delta Lounge or they in that area before economy you know what i mean right. simple as that but the, the back of the plane is gonna be a bunch of people you know that's kind of random you know what i mean and right. different shit like that and kind of random. i think it's the i think <laughs> it's the same thing when, when you're on the streets you know what i mean like different restaurants depending on what restaurant you go to there's going to be a certain caliber of people mm -hmm. that are in there right you know what i mean so you don't have to pay that tab you might just be able to mm. it'd be shorties that just go to the bar right to keep it real with you but what type but of bars are you in yeah you might yeah. have to buy your first two drinks mm. Because you got to sit in there for a little while. And next thing you know, a dude can peep the drink you want and be like, look, I'll get you another one. Yeah, because it's like, right. especially with living in Atlanta, it's like, you're not about to find the type of nigga you looking for at like Kebab Land. I'm weak. Not Kebab <laughs> Land. You don't have to spend a little extra money. Uh, go sit at the bar at Little Alley or something. Mm -hmm. Definitely Little Alley. Yeah, I feel like Midtown and Buckhead are great places. But find. that was actually some good advice that he said during the day. Yeah, yeah. during the day. During sure. the day, because at nighttime is definitely sure. date night, mm -hmm. you know, group hangouts, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're going to call that BDB hour from 1 to 3 p.m., ladies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question number three. What's good, y'all? I'm one of y'all male listeners, and I'm going to start off by saying y'all fine as fuck. But I, <laughs> so I've been dealing with this female for about three. <laughs> I've been dealing with this female for about three years now, on and off, but we've never been in an official committed relationship. This year, she fucked around and told me about her other situationship. Long story short, the nigga she was fucking around with, girlfriend, was getting suspicious about their relationship so she ended up befri befriending shawty and kept fucking with dude because they were supposedly best friends now she hitting me talking about she want to have a baby and get married but i don't really know if i could trust her ass she got a good job and her head on straight so i don't know if i should give her the benefit of the doubt or just give her ass the boot thanks uh she's crazy <laughs> Cause why would you be? I don't want to have no baby with no bitch who dished me for no for another nigga, and now she coming back around saying she want to have a baby because the, the other situation part, didn't work. No, she became friends with the other dude's girlfriend. Well, that too, but then also because the other situation didn't work, now you want to come, come back, back to me and you talk about you want to have a baby and get married. No, that's too wild. Yeah, this is the chain. Oh, they, they, they write some, some crazy situations. Questions. I yeah. think you need to leave her alone. You definitely need to leave her alone because I feel like anybody that tries to become friends with somebody to do some like spiteful things, that's just weird. That's it very is. weird. And that's, she would do the same shit to you. Exactly. And that tells you a lot about her character. When people show you their character, please believe them, okay? Because I don't feel like I ever have to question anybody around me. Like, why? Mm -hmm. Or why would you do that? Right. Like, so if you have to start questioning somebody's character, that's a sign for you to go. Yeah, okay. give her ass the boo. Period. Let the hell go. All right, well, let everybody know where they can find you at, what you got working on, coming up, all that good stuff. Find me on the internet, all things Chasing Cash. Uh, if you type in Chasing Cash, my Instagram will come up, my Twitter will come up. My Twitter handle is the air T H E H E I R. Mm -hmm. My Twitter chasing cash. Okay. Campbyrespect.com to come shop with us. We got the new collection coming. 
waiting on that 85 South collab. You're you know I, mean? I know that's right. That. Um, other than that, you can pull up on me in Nashville. I'm in Nashville, often 906 Buchanan Street at the trenches, man. Come shop with us. Very and, good um, store. Yeah, man, all over in New York, hey. LA, New Orleans. You know what I mean? I'm I'm all over the place, man. If you follow me on social media, you can see my whereabouts. Okay. I ain't posting them live. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you know, right. I'll be gone. Yeah. So you might have to catch me in the airport. Mm-hmm. But I'll be there. And New Orleans, we gonna we gonna see y'all soon. We gonna work man, on, you know, I help y'all get that cracking, man. A live show. Get my boy Larry to book y'all man. up in greenhouse, man. You I mean, a, in a treehouse and all that. I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, man. Come on, man. What you you got a song you want to do today? Do you have a song? I said you the song. Pick the song. I know. I said you. It was on responsibility for you today because I did it yesterday. You said you wanted to sing Chopper, and you said you said Hot Boys. Ooh, I'm with Hot Boys. That's what I said. Go ahead. I mean, I don't know what song you didn't tell me to pick a song, but I'll. Pick one real quick. So at the end of every show. You need show, a hot one. I got one. Uh, I take it and bend. Yeah. Shake it down. Break it, it down. down. With me and a friend. Big it bounce side rise. Take the thing to the right. She get wobbly. Why what? Oh, you skipped the line. You know what I mean. Damn it. <laughs> Come on, Dre. Pull it up. <laughs> you want me to pull it up? See, oh, my all, God. I win. See, at the end of the show, we always do a good song. And since you from New Orleans, we I said we're going to we gonna do, do Hot Boys. We're going we gonna to close it out. We're going to make it good for them. Mm-hmm. And let me say this. New Orleans, how they have changed the game right now with the music. Everybody has, like, Big Freedom on a record, the bounce stuff. And I love that. So, yeet. shout out to New Orleans. Now, are you going to ever do that sound, you think? I have. You know what I mean? I've done it. You know what I mean? Uh, I have That's no not problem your... doing it. Right, but, right, you know, right. That's not up. I'm, I'm the other side of New Orleans. Got you, got you, know got, you got I'm you. The, I'm the other side, the luxury. Okay, the luxury okay, side. But okay. But I love it. You know what I mean? Shout out Rob Fonan. I seen him and the girl Libra Jolie. They just sampled. Yeah, she's you know from mean? Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's so, a fire little song. I like it. Yeah, I like man. it. You know my country cousin Les too. You know what I mean? I me love, and him. No, me and Les, me and Les are like got music. We got Les is literally Z. like me and Les are like when I tell people that's literally like my best friend. They be like, you know Les. I'm like, yeah, that's my name. Yeah, so shout out to Les. That's my homie. Yeah, man, that's my dog. You ready, Dre? So Go ahead, hot girl, right? Go ahead, girl. I'm your what? backup. No, you gonna sing it? Why I gotta do it? Oh, what you need? I gotta do that part. Mm-hmm. That's how I start. This is an epic feel. Y'all want to do Lil Wayne verse? Y'all want to do Lil Wayne and Turk verse? I always Dre is the rapper. Let's do Lil Wayne and Turk verse. Dre don't want to rap for us today. Let's go. The first line is I like him hot. I'm just not prepared. Let me let me get that. You know what? Teamwork, man. Teamwork. Okay, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hold on, hold on. We gonna get there one day. Nah, we here. We here. Right here. All right, let's go. Okay. I'm going to go first. Okay, okay. I got the words now. I got it okay. now. Okay. I like them hot. The ones that don't tell me to stop. Eat dick, swallow the cum, and they know how to pop. I, I need a project, a- bitch. A hood rat, bitch. When they don't give a fuck. And say she, she took that dick. She, she a doggy with, with it. Yo. She can wobbly, then she know how to monkey with it. Open her legs and squeeze a nigga like, like she, she want me in it. it. Yeah. I turn around and back it up and throw it on a nigga till I say, Ooh, that's enough. <laughs> be a gangster who. One that don't give a damn, not a shank a hoe. One that'll stay still, keep it on a low. One that'll do time. For me, this ain't that fucking fool, girl, you know. And yeah. Lella Wayne and that thing have it hurting it thumping. Yeah. Baby, like the six bar, I know Ooh, he working with something. Up. I'm the on fire, I'll snatch your lady. If you yeah. a hot girl, baby, slide in my Mercedes. What, what you, you need, boy? Hey, I need a hot girl. Oh, what you want, boy? I want a hot girl. Oh, what you need, boy? I need a hot girl. Oh, what you want, boy? I want a hot girl. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Come on, man. Gotta do it right. Let's stop playing. I told y'all during this time, 
Stop I was listening playing. to Avril Lavigne now. Jesus. Y'all know. I told y'all. Y'all got to give me a listening to Complicated. We got a bounce remix for that. We got a bounce remix. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure somewhere on that. Everything. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was really a fun episode. This was educational. The girls know where, you know, to find the BDBs at. And they also know the importance of filing their taxes. Let's get it. We learned everything. So shout out to Hustle Man, man. Shout out my boy Chad, man, for setting it up. <laughs> Thank y'all so Thank much y'all. for tuning in, and we'll see y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.